0: Well, good afternoon and welcome to Round the Table Live with Christian Concern. Um, Today we are talking about a very topical issue um, about children, Uh, should children cross-dress in schools? And uh, delighted to be joined by Nigel and Sally Rowe, who are the parents of children who were affected um, by some cross-dressing in their school. And also by the pastor, one of the pastors of their church, um, Wayne Upton. Um, who's also here with us, all in the Isle of Wight. Well, some of them are in the Isle of Wight. Actually, Sally, you're not in the Isle of Wight today, are you? But um, all based in the Isle of Wight, perhaps I should say. Um, thank you for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Um, it's great to see you, and I'm looking forward to catching up with you. And if you're watching live today, do um, ask some questions. You can type in questions in YouTube or Facebook if you're watching live, and we'll try and respond to as many as we can. Um, But to start off, I'd like to play a short video, three minutes or so of Nigel and Sally just telling, explaining something of what um, has happened and their story. So let's start with that and then we'll come back um, straight on here after that. Thank you.
1: Good morning. A Christian couple are threatening to take their six-year-old son's school to a tribunal because another pupil sometimes comes to class as a boy and other times as a girl wearing a dress. We were some of the first to raise concerns about transgenderism in schools. At the time, not everybody understood why we were taking a stand, but four years on, I think we can all see where this ideology has taken us.
2: Four years ago, a six-year-old child in our son's class was sometimes coming to school as a boy and then sometimes coming as a girl, as he saw fit. We were stunned to hear that our son could be disciplined if you wouldn't recognise the boy as a real girl. And this was happening in our local Church of England primary school, a school we had enthusiastically supported previously. We felt we had to home educate our children because of the school's extreme position. The media coverage was astonishing, but a wonderful opportunity to speak the truth on TV, that God's plan for our lives is best and that transgender ideology is actually harmful.
3: We've been hard at work now for four years and supporting Nigel and Sally to help them make the best possible case that the transgender policies of schools are not harmless. They're not harmless. We've secured well over 100 pages of evidence from experts around the UK and around the world demonstrating that affirming a child's transgender identity does more harm than good. Standing with Nigel and Sally to take their case forward doesn't just help their children or others who are being forced to go along with this lie. It helps the gender confused children themselves and all those around them. It's a brave step for Nigel and Sally and these experts to take but it's essential. We must expose the damage that's being done by this ideology to our children, to families, to communities, to school communities The truly compassionate approach, the truly loving approach, the truly truthful approach is to expose the ideology for what it is and help those that are caught up in it to see the truth. It has
2: been a long time, but it has been worth it. Mm. We are really glad that now we are able to move our challenge forward.
1: This isn't just about our children or our school. It's about challenging guidance that's used around the country that denies the reality of biological sex, and it also leads to long-term harm.
0: Well, great. Um, Thank you for doing that video. And uh, I just I thought it was really, really quite a powerful story actually. Um, Sally, just tell us, how did this actually affect your children in the, in the school? Yeah, in terms of what happened there. Just tell us a bit more of the story and terms of what happened.
2: Okay, so this happened first time with our eldest son when he was six. A boy announced in circle time, show and tell time, that he was now a girl with a girl's name. And the first thing we heard about it was when our son came and told us of this. So no parental consultation, nothing like that. Um, And then two years, eventually, um, he became very, very unhappy at school to the point he was stressed, under stress and became ill. And so we removed him from the school to home educate him, which he was so relieved and that's been really good since. And then two years later, our younger son who was still in the school at the age of six, a boy uh, came along to the school, joined the class, and he started dressing sometimes as a girl and sometimes identifying as a boy. It it depends on a day-to-day basis. And of course, see, that caused confusion. And our youngest was came home and said, "Look, I'm confused, can boys become girls? Um, and so we had to try and explain in, 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 in very simple terms to him what God, God created as male and female. And uh, so, anyway, so it co- caused a lot of confusion and, dist- and distress. We were distressed as well because we didn't want to have to be talking about these kind of things with six-year-olds. It just happened to ha- happen to us twice when they were six.
0: Wow. And what, um, you know, did you try and talk to the school about it and what was their reaction? Maybe, Nigel?
1: Uh, yes, we did. Immediately, we went to the to the head and um, there were the there was two heads, the first head, um, and spoke about it. Um, I I remember Sally sort of being in tears over it. Um, it was very sensitive to it. Um, and then we sort of didn't really, we took uh, our first son out and uh, then we had the same issue, obviously with our second child and that was a different head. Um, but we challenged it straight away. But, um, it was it was a it seemed to be done and dusted really with this whole trans uh, ideology and I, I don't feel our voices were heard at all and it was basically sort of we, the impression we got was well this is how it is and you'll have to just uh, accept it which we couldn't do because let's remember this is a a church of England primary school
4: Christian yeah. school
1: um, but that that's a fundamental point to make you know that. As Christians, yes, we we you know we, we you know we have a biblical view, obviously, to our lives and to the lives of the children. Um, so it was for me. I I, I thought it was, I thought it was unbelievable that um this was happening in a churching school. I thought there would already been you know proper guidance, but that's another thing we can talk about. What guidance they were advised with,
0: and that they're so young as well. These children so oh, young,
1: six years, six years of age. I mean, yes. what does a six year old? What what what? What does a six-year-old know? You know, um, you know, as parents, you, 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 you're, there, you're there to teach children. You're, a child doesn't decide to, to have a tattoo, or it doesn't decide to learn to drive a car or a plane. Um, and yet, we're allowing an ideology that tells them that children can choose what gender they want to be. I mean, it's 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 just unbelievable to me that um, we can go down this road, really.
0: And what was the reaction from, you know, presumably you knew other parents and, and were known in the school community? What was the action from the from your friends and groups in the community to this?
2: I think on the whole, in our local, in our the school we were in, there was a lot of silence. People were too scared to say anything. And so it was very difficult to have kind of any dialogue. Um and when we first it kind of made a stand about it we even got we we still get blanked by people in our community but actually on the wider scale of things people from other schools other parents teachers even across the the UK and internationally we had absolute overwhelming support so many um, parents agree that this is this is crazy and that there are parents who are really concerned about this because it's happening in their primary schools as well and they feel they can't speak out because they'll just be deemed transphobic or bigoted so it's really hard and we felt like we needed to say something in order to represent all these these uh, parents because the, the guidelines that that the government are now saying is best practice are written by transgender activists and and they they're kind of seen as law by school but they're not they're not they're not they're not They're not law they're guidelines but being held up as best practice by the government so mm. we, this is really concerning this is mm. it's like an ideology being pushed mm. into schools um mm. and it's becoming like the bedrock of, of of um of school it's a political thing that's being pushed yeah. into schools for yeah. young children and so we're getting this massive rise in young children uh
0: now confused about their gender. Yeah. And I'm just looking at some of the comments here. I see that Peter Benjamin is watching. Um, and um Peter Benjamin uh de transitions from uh, from living as a woman for some time. So um and great to great to see you Peter that's great. And also um Hayley Louise Haywood is watching on Facebook and she says this comment a six year old can want to be a dog sometimes. Well there's something in that isn't there Yeah. Um, So, Wayne, as a church leader, what's your sort of perspective on on all of this? What are you thinking about it?
4: Yeah, well, I I think, um, first of all, it's it's really obvious what the answer is in terms of um, how the Lord sees us and and what the Bible teaches. Um, It's a shame that other churches have been uh, so slow or even in opposition, so slow to support Nigel and Sally, or even in opposition. Um, to Nigel and Sally, because of course this isn't just about Nigel and Sally. Um, it's about all the other the children, all the other families um, in our country that are that are facing these issues, and will face these issues if these laws are are um, developed, where children can choose their gender. Uh, and if you think about that in terms of safeguarding um, in schools, in terms of mental health, uh, in terms of sharing toilets, sports teams. Um, everything you think of, the whole foundation of society will be um, further eroded away. From a biblical point of view, it's very straightforward that God created us male and female. And of course, we have to be loving and caring to people who are confused about their gender. Mm. Um, But we shouldn't be breaking up the whole of of society um, to to look after a few people that that feel like that. Although, of course, we (coughs) should be looking after them it's really hard because a lot of Christians talk about love and love thy neighbor. um, But Jesus never taught that just to, just to love people irrespective. Jesus was very harsh and actually he was very, he was much harder than any preacher I've ever heard uh, when talking about hell and judgments and right and wrong. So it wasn't just love anybody unconditionally. Uh, There's a right way to live as Christians and there's a wrong way to live. And the lovely thing is um, even for sinners like me, Christ died. Uh, that I could be forgiven and given a new a new life but only that makes sense um, as we look at things through the light of scripture and if we lose that truth of scripture the fundamentals that we were created by uh God as as men and women and have roles to play and celebrate um the rest of society will, will begin to furthermore uh, collapse yeah so and and what about
0: the role of the church of england in all this um maybe sally um because well, it was a church of England school, so did the church of England have something to say about this?
2: Well, yeah, well, actually, I think Nigel might be best best spoken about that because you actually called someone from the
1: church. Well, I actually contacted the, uh, the Portsmouth Diocese, uh, and I, I just remember a comment being made at uh, no, where, uh, the chap at the other end. they said, well, you've they, got to remember, we, we, we support Christian schools, but they're not faith schools. So I didn't really quite fully understand what that comment meant. Um, but, you know, this is something I find, it, it's, staggering. it's staggering. This is something so fundamentally important, mm. that the Church of England especially um, has uh, either been silent or uh, actually advocating it. It is, To me, uh, I mean, uh, Justin Welby and the bishops, you know, you, you'd think they'd be making a stand saying this isn't right. I mean, we're talking six-year-old boys and girls, and they want to... Endorse this ideology in schools. I mean, I'm going to have to say, I mean, shame on them it, for for a Christian school, a so-called Christian school. Um, and the and the tragic part is, it's not actually the judgment I that there've there been so many churches that are either been you know silent or quite apathetic about it or, or or indifferent. And it's you know it's four years now since we challenged it, but I I think that there you are know, some churches in that are beginning to understand because they can see a kind of left wing work narrative with the whole trans movement. Um, bearing in mind we're specifically talking about little boys and little girls here. Um I mean where where are the I mean I, I don't mind. I'll say I mean where where are the the big churches like Holy Church Brompton, Nicky Gumble? What are what what are all they saying? This is this is this is a fundamentally important issue uh, that needs to be addressed. Um and I know that there are a number of clergy who have been fantastic, who've contacted us and support us. Um, who you know have really had a a crisis of conscience with this whole thing um but there's there seems to be an agenda or if i was saying a narrative within uh the C of east specifically the bishops or jane ozani you know who are who are pushing these agendas and Mm. and we it's got to stop yeah and we need to see we need to see bible-believing born-again christians what can i ask you this
0: what you um what are you hoping to achieve with the legal case? What's what's the best outcome, as far as you're concerned?
1: Uh, the best outcome is for the whole... Uh, well, the guidance that we have now for schools is, the, is this Cornwall guidance, is to be completely uh, re- removed. Um, and also within uh, primary schools... What does the guidance not... say,
0: Nigel? What does the guidance say that that you don't, don't like?
1: Oh, God. Well, the, one of the guidance is if you don't, if a child doesn't recognize that uh, another child in class is actually a boy or a girl, um, then you're deemed to be transphobic. And even the uh, the parents will be deemed to be transphobic. Those are the kind of, that, that guidance is, that's just awful. Um, how can a six-year-old work that out? I mean they got to use the correct pronouns. I mean, these days, we, it, you can't even work it out because apparently there's not two genders anymore. There's over 70 genders. And um, it's incredibly complicated. I would like to see all of the guidance uh, removed. School is about children going to school and learning maths, science, English, doing arithmetic. Mm. It's not a place where you start pushing uh, these kind of ideologies. It's political. It's not yeah. a place of And, you know, a lot of parents now are waking up to this around the country. Mm. People are waking Mm. up to this and saying, we've had enough of this. Okay, Mm. we want schools to be a place where children are educated Mm. about, Mm. you
0: know. I remember, actually, because I went on the BBC about this, didn't I? And I said, the thing about this is it's contrary to nature or science. It's contrary Mm. to (laughs) theology. And it's also contrary to law, because in law, you can't change your gender to 18.
2: Yeah, and that's even right. then
0: there are a few hoops to go through so these children have not changed their gender legally so why do you have to refer to them by some other gender than their legal gender yeah,
2: um, I think the schools the schools are scared they think it is law you know they when we when we spoke to the head I've just got to accept it I can't question it if a boy if, if this boy wants to identify and uh, I could lose my job if not. And and when we got the letter from the school, they were quoting law, but it wasn't. It was, as you say, transgender is about someone who's an adult 18 or above and has been uh, certific- certificated and been in the opposite gender for two years. So, yeah. It, 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 and to be told that you're transphobic yeah. you don't see a boy as a real girl. So we're tre- teaching our children to lie. We're teaching, which is yeah, wrong
0: you, you actually turn the children you have to lie about who this person is so um Wayne can I come to you so what would you say to people who say well what's so wrong about cross-dressing you know what's what's wrong if the boy wants to dress as a girl what's so wrong about that why shouldn't we just be happy about it
4: yeah yeah uh, it's, it's a great question isn't it I mean I've I've got two children I've got two boys uh and they're young boys they're eight and they're four uh, and they do dress up you know they'll dress up as spider-man or batman or a famous footballer or something like that um, and uh, and I'll play along with it and it's great, but um, they're not Spider-Man, Spider-Man, they're not Batman, uh, so if I stick with that delusion for, for all of their time, it's going to cause them quite a few problems, particularly when they find they can't um, climb up walls and stuff like that. Um, so there's nothing wrong with fancy dress and dressing up in and of itself to a point, but we're not talking about that, are we? We're, we're talking about um, the tip of the iceberg, if you like. If you allow this um, in schools where children can choose their gender, um, you're you're gonna confuse them. It's certainly linked with um, poor mental health. Um, and think of the damage of that young person. You know, you wouldn't let them cross the road on their own. You wouldn't let them talk to strangers. Um, you wouldn't let them, uh, as Nigel's already said, have, have tattoos and things like this. Um, but to choose their gender is 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 extremely dangerous um, and it is teaching children to lie. And the issue is as well is where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? It's beyond reason. Uh, it's beyond logic. Um, and if children can choose their gender and, and, and identify in um, many genders, we're told in certain articles on, on the BBC, for example, there's over 100 genders. Well, if a child can choose uh, those genders and indeed change it, what else can they Make up. Where do we get right and wrong from? We get right and wrong from our creator. We get right and wrong from the Bible. Uh, so God has decided what's right and wrong. It's not for us to re redecide that. And we can, and He lets us do it, and we see the consequences. Uh, but if this happens in children, we're supposed to protect and look after children. And if we don't stand up for children, Sally spoke earlier about um, she mentioned a couple of times, people being fearful. People are afraid to give any kind of christian views because um they're worried about being labeled hateful but actually it isn't is it it's, it's loving it's loving to tell the truth and you mm. can't change your gender scientifically and biologically and that's just yeah. the fact
0: yeah yeah
4: and and what about
0: if the child really is suffering from gender dysphoria they're actually you know they're, they're actually very upset about feeling like i'm a girl in a boy's body or a boy in a girl's body or whatever they feel like you know what's the compassionate response to that?
4: Yeah, I mean, from from my, my point of view, I think um, they need to be. Um, I think for, for us,
2: after. you know, we, this is where we wanted to see that that child.
0: I think Sally's breaking up on us, unfortunately. Yeah,
1: let let Wayne answer that. Oh, sorry, yeah. Go
4: on. Well, I was just going to say, from from my point of view, they they, it, it's clear, isn't it, that they should be loved and, and looked after. Um, and and supported Um, and and work through the very complicated situation that's going to involve working with their families, isn't it? And other professionals, no doubt. Um, But to change the whole, for example, the whole of their class, the whole of their school, because someone is suffering um, with a a difficulty, um, it seems like the wrong way to cause it. You're going to cause a lot more problems you're going to solve. You're better off putting that time and effort in looking after the person than than changing everything that, that is around them.
0: Yeah, mm. and I, think I think um, it's it's now established, isn't it, 80% of children with gender, gender dysphoria grow out of it um, without even any particular treatment just by going through puberty. Um, and that's what's best for them. And actually, you know, what the expert evidence that we've accumulated, and I think it's available online, maybe my friends can put it in the links there, um, is to show that it's damaging for children actually to affirm mm. a acquired gender. Um, is the best thing is to affirm the gender that they're born in. The, the um, thing is the also,
1: that... Tim. I, I wanted to mention yep. that I, I believe it does become like a contagion. You know, it, it, it's this kind of, um, if you like, new narrative that now going in the school system. And um, it, I think it was was it Jeremy Carl on the on GBN was it on GBN YouTube was saying that you know in, in his daughter's class there's sort of thirty girls, and eleven of them are now identifying the opposite gender. Well, that's uh, roughly what, 30, 30, 33%, 30%. Um, that, that, that it, it, can't, it can't be. This, this must be a contagion because this has never happened before. And, uh, you know, yes. I'm hearing this sort of stories about in other schools where it's becoming a new fad uh, in order to follow these uh, the, these new ideologies. Um, so, yeah, it, it's something that we have to put put a stop to.
0: Yeah. And what about, um, Dave, because um, somebody asked, what about intersex children earlier on? Um, let me find. Caroline McCurman, isn't it, um, asked on Facebook, what about kids who are born intersex? What would you say about that, Wayne?
4: Yeah, I mean, again, they're going to need to be supported, aren't they? We're, we're very blessed in this country because we have a great education system. We have lots of resources, lots of people, lots of training, um, lots of work in, in healthcare. So that again is a situation that that needs resources um to to look after because it's a reality what we're talking about is reality isn't it we're not shying away from being honest and real and there's going to be problems and there's going to be issues in life of course but what the trans argument is 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 a is different to this it's talking about something that isn't real if someone's yeah. born into sex then um that they need supporting with that but that's reality that's reality it's a real issue whereas yeah. someone who is saying they're a boy that's a girl. It's a little child. So someone that's saying they're a boy when they're actually a girl, uh, it doesn't make them a boy. It's a mm. whole different issue. Intersex is pathological, isn't it? You know, it, it's it's a
0: medical
1: issue. It's a totally different matter, and it's dealt with in a totally different way.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, what about you know? How? What's your response, Nigel? You know, people calling you transphobic. What's your response to that?
1: Well, Rick, four years ago, um, I found found it hard because actually, as my wife would tell me, I'm quite a sensitive person. Um, And that would upset me. Who who wants to be called transphobic or homophobic or all the other phobic words you get? Uh, As time has moved on, it's actually now water off a duck's back because it it doesn't mean anything. We, We don't have a... What does phobia mean? Irrational fear? I don't have an irrational fear of anybody. It's not about that, uh, it's a matter of what, it's a matter of morality, what is right and what is wrong. Um, so, it doesn't bother me anymore, um, and uh, leave me, in, actually, when you make a stand like this and put your head above the parapet, you will be disliked by many who are advocates of, of the trans movement, uh, and it just goes with the territory. But actually, I think it's few. It was interesting because I looked at the some of the comments on the, the Daily Mail online, uh, and. It, it seems like maybe uh, um, the advocates of trans ideology, that they're sort of trolling it all, and you see all these negative comments coming down, but when you see the number of people who sort of put thumbs up or thumbs down, the majority of people are totally against it, absolutely against it, but they don't make their voices heard so much. You usually find it's the minority who seem to have the loudest voice uh, with this sort of stuff.
0: The silent major- majority is the thing that people talk about, isn't it? The silent majority. and. yeah. Uh, the reason they're it silent is. is they don't really want to make a fuss and they don't want to, you know, don't want to get accused of being whatever whatever phobic it might be um, and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, um, Wayne, what, what should churches be doing about this whole thing that's very big in our culture? The Labour Party conference is dominated by this question about can you say a woman has a cervix and so on? What What do you think churches should be doing about this?
4: I I think fundamentally, we've got to get back to the Bible. I I think we've suffered with years of um, two sides of the coin, really. One is, is you've had uh, a kind of hyper charismatic churches where the Christians are going to take over the world and take over education and take over government. um, And God wants everything good and he wants to bless you and give you things. And that's the message that people have, have been given by churches largely from the states when you look at christian tv you can have what you want it's the jesus that everybody wants Um, and then on the other hand you've got the um kind of church of england the institutions that are heavily linked to government in terms of their funding uh, and their standing in society so you've got two issues where the church is either uh hyper charismatic we love everyone we don't say anything bad because everything's good and god loves you and everything's fine and then we've got the other side of the, the church that is um really just led by by government policy uh, and the kind of flavors of the day such as um this issue uh so churches need to get back to the bible i, I think it's been overcomplicated. complicated when you look at scripture it's it's very very simple um that's what we need to do is speak uh, god's truth in love and and not be in fear I, I do think there's a lot of people that feel the same way that, that Nigel and Sally do the same way I do um, they're too scared to say anything but we shouldn't be living in fear so I, I think one thing we need to do is get back to uh, biblical teaching about what is the family what a what a male and female and actually how, how does God show his love for us well he doesn't show it to just let us do what we want because if we do what we want uh, we cause ourselves lots of problems so mm-hmm. uh, i think yeah getting back to some biblical teaching on on families children who jesus is what the gospel is all the fundamentals creation uh, i think that would help a lot of churches um tim to be honest
0: yeah sure yeah i'm just looking at this comment from sue eden on facebook um i don't know if my friends can put it up on the screen but um she says my daughter came out as gender fluid earlier this year at 39 It's completely destroyed our family because we do not want to believe a lie, but also we have to go along with it to keep any relationship with her and her Mm. husband. I've not been able to call her by her new name because it goes against all I believe and has broken my heart. This is um, your daughter, yeah, and I'm I'm not allowed to choose the one we dedicated her to God as. Um, She's allowed to shout about gender issues, but if we disagree, um, we aren't allowed to. Yeah. So such a sad story, Sue. Um, really feel for you in that, and yeah. I know some other families um, as well known to me that have similar kinds of issues, and it's so distressing. Um, particularly, I think for the parents, normally, um, when if a child decides to rebel against the name that they were given, um, and also against the gender which they're born in, um, and so on. How how would you counsel Sue Wade?
4: Well, I, I think, um, again, we, we have to stay, stay close to the Lord. If, if Sue's a Christian, then we need to keep praying. God, God is in control of, of all things. Um, we have to accept the very hard teaching that Jesus gave, that he came to, um, that there'll be division, that there, there will be division in families, particularly um, towards the end. I mean, you look at things that are happening in the world now, and it isn't just the trans issue that we're focusing on today, is it? There's there's many problems with, um Weather changes and uh, financial changes and all sorts of things going on in the world that we could talk about that we would digress with. But um, yeah, with 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 Sue, there is going to be division in families. Jesus said it, especially at the end. There's going to be division in families. And he quoted from the book of Micah when he when he spoke about that. Um, It's something we have to accept and we have to pray about and we have to love that person. Can we can we go along with the lie? I don't think we can go along with the lie, but you can love them in, in a very practical way, can't you? You can love them in a very practical way as a parent, but it's going to be upsetting. I don't think there's an easy answer. It is going to be difficult. And Jesus said it would be.
0: And you pray that they come back to the Lord and you pray that they reconcile mm. themselves to the truth and all that. Hey Sally, great to have you back with us. Sorry <laughs> you've had problems with the internet.
2: I've
0: yeah, linked my hotspot. I so hope it'll be all right now. Okay, great, really good. Um, um so look what's the next stage in this then in terms of this case do you know what the next stage is what's what's happening now you've you've launched this where does it go next
3: yeah so the papers
2: were filed this week um to the high court so we're waiting to hear back from the government which i'm not sure the time scale of that they don't give a time scale i believe so we're waiting to hear response from from the high court
0: right and the and the response is whether you get permission to do a judicial review or not is that the thing
2: that's
0: right, yeah. yes. and yeah. as, as I think Andrea said in the video, there's hundreds of pages of expert evidence that have yeah. been submitted here to say that allowing children to cross-dress is not helpful um, to children, either themselves or to the surrounding children, all of that kind of thing as well. Um, so the science is very much on our side, on your side. As well as God's word. Carry on, Sally.
2: Well, yeah, the experts even say the word catastrophic for some, for some children because... I think the, th- the thing is, what the expert evidence says is that if you keep affirming a child in in the opposite gender, they do believe it. They're children; they don't they don't think they don't think. Oh, I'm just going to identify for now, but they they actually believe. And then, if puberty hits, that's quite uh, quite frightening for them because they're oh, I'm turning into the opposite gender that I, that I believe in my head, and so when you're affirming it kind of automatically leads to puberty blockers and then once you go down that road it it it's very hard to backtrack track from so when you go from uh, puberty blockers you go to cross-sex hormones and basically that almost 90 percent chance you that child would then be sterile and um, and children don't know the consequences of that um so, and you know and then it goes into surgery and all that kind of, of thing and as we know from last last year kira bell a 23 year old lady she took tavistock to court because she did that she went through puberty bo- blockers, surgery cross-sex hormones and now she's completely regrets it and the damage is done and i think this is this is the thing you know the, uh, the damage is done and and, and the conservative statistic is that 88 percent of children once they go through puberty they will actually real they'll be happy with their biological sex and that's a conservative estimate many many experts say it's above 88 percent so um this is quite this is very concerning very concerning that you know, if we're affirming these children that, that this could lead to a, a road of, of massive regret and we're already hearing lots of stories of regret
0: and um As you mentioned there, the Kira Bell case has also drawn attention to this, hasn't it? She initially won um, in the High Courts and they actually banned puberty blockers without um, a judge actually signing off on it, effectively sort of making it very difficult. Um, And then it was overturned on a Court of Appeal, but I think she's appealing to the Supreme Court about this very point about children can't consent, is the argument to having such treatment that has potentially irreversible consequences and does tend to, yeah, like, uh, it seems 100% of children go gone, puberty blockers do end up going on cross-sex hormones and, and further down the line um, on, a, on all of this kind of stuff. Um, so, uh, listen, you've had quite a lot of interest in this case. Tell us about the media interest you've had yeah. so far on this, Nigel, perhaps. Yes. Uh,
1: yes, it's, uh, I, I, we were expecting it to uh, pick up, so uh, I know we could be uh, having an interview, I think, with GBN, uh, news. I know it's in our local paper now. You know, I like County Press, the Times, the the, the Mail Online, Daily Mail Online, um, and I suspect it's probably going to be a lot on YouTube. Uh, there is a great media interest. I think it's because it's it's, it's such a hot topic. <coughs> I think people get yeah. very passionate about it. Certainly, I am, and I think the reason is because of my conscience that I really feel that as a society. Uh, we are adults, you know. We're called to protect children, um, and I, I think m- most people, most parents, feel that way, um, and hence why the media, te- the media attention is going to be quite huge as, as time goes on, especially as the as the you know a, a court case starts to
0: progress. Yeah, and how can we support you in your case
2: now? Prayer is well, number one. Yeah.
1: And also, I was saying to, to Wayne that one of the things that, uh, uh, you know, we've had, a, we've had a few text people just sort of, they sort of say, oh, um, we're thinking of you or, oh, we're, you're, you're in our prayers. But what, what, when that is said, well, that's all, all well and good. But actually, what we really want to hear is people saying, we stand with you. We want to see the church rise up now. And stand and say this is wrong. All churches, whether it be Baptists, Presbyterians, Methodists, St- Church of England, we want to see all ch- We want to see them rise up uh, because they've just been so silent. Uh, I think this is so so important. Um, um, yeah. Uh, I would love to. I lo- just love to see that. And people just saying we stand with you. We we stand with you. Uh, it's very telling, actually. Very often when you know I speak to. Other, or people profess to be Christians. Often, you sort of enter with a stony silence, or you try to raise the topic, and you can tell there's sort of, even to the point sometimes there's something indignant sort of silence towards you. And you think, I don't think they're in agreement, but yet they say they're professing Christians. Um, uh, uh, that's very concerning. It's very, very concerning. So I'm, I'm hoping that this time round, four years on, with all the hard work, by the way, that you know Tim and your team have done and getting all and, you know collating all the evidence I'm, I'm i'm really am hoping now that people understand this is not a stand this is not sally and my stand this is the stand that the church needs to make we all mm. need to get mm. together mm. and make a stand and not fear mm. the culture mm. not fear the culture that, that that's one of mm. the issues
0: mm. is that mm.
1: everybody's in fear nobody wants to talk about mm. it even in family even in family you know there's an elephant mm. in the room they mm. don't want to discuss it it's interesting because I, mean, I was
0: talking to um, some non Christians in a particular context yesterday, and when I mentioned your case, they all said, "Oh yes, I heard about it. Oh yes, that's terrible. You know, I really hope you win." Kind of think, you know, this a, a load of non Christians, and it almost yes. seems like you get better support yes. sometimes yeah. <laughs> from, from the non Christians that you meet. Um, well, and, you know, <laughs>
1: the, this is the thing. I mean, I'm a, I'm a gas engineer. I go into I go into a lot of people's homes. Um, right, you know, and, and these, these 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 discussions started. I think generally, I can only probably think of one or two people who were vehemently against. And but the majority were like, I agree with you. I've had en- we've had enough of this nonsense. That's the words of the used. We had nothing. So we need we need we need we need to make it. We need to make a stand. And most of them, of course, they're not Christians. So thinking, well, the the non Christians are, are are more verbal and and sort of harder about it, whereas. And I think when you were alluded to this, I think the what has happened is the church itself has become a place where, you know, they, they've got it's a different Jesus. It's kind of like this new age kind of hippie Jesus type that sort of says, oh, I love everybody. And you can if you love means you can do whatever you want. But actually, that's not the Jesus of the Bible. Yes, he was loving and compassionate. But the Jesus of the Bible, you know, came to warn people. That's what true love, true love warns and says to people, look, you need to repent, turn around and walk away from your sin and put your love and your faith in Christ. Um, that, that gospel message has got to be brought back. I, I think that's one of the problems in the church. The church sometimes actually doesn't know, doesn't know their Bible anymore. They don't really understand the gospel. The, the gospel is about a free gift of love from God. Yep. But, you know We broke the moral law and the consequence of that is death the bible says it's hell but actually Jesus said I tell you what I love you so much i'll pay the fine and i'll i'll go in your place to 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 suffer for you. For it's an incredible love message that comes uh, for God. And i just pray more people or more churches will truly understand what
0: the gospel is and the gospel isn't that you can do whatever you want. Well I- I can see people are saying they stand with you on this um, call now. Um, so you have got a lot of people out there, a faithful remnant who are standing with you. And if you are standing with them, uh, perhaps you'd like to share this YouTube or, or maybe the shorter video that we played earlier. If my friends can put the link up to that, the three minute video, share that on Facebook or YouTube or, or Twitter or wherever you're on. Um, but also pray. And, and we do pray that you get permission Uh, to bring this to court and that it all gets exposed and this expert evidence gets listened to um, and all of that but thank you for standing yourselves and Wayne for standing with them really appreciate it and uh, thank you for coming on uh, today as well and we also pray for your media appearances I think GB News tonight and um, some other things over the weekend we pray you have real wisdom and insights and uh, to answer the questions from sometimes hostile interviewers out there that you represent the gospel and the truth well Um, so thank you so much for coming on and thank you for watching Um, if you've been watching us uh, today hope you found that uh, as interesting and insightful as I did Um, we have got a a, um, gospel issue seminar on Monday night Um, it's called how to sex proof your children uh, relevance really to this kind of topic so do watch out for that um, and tune in for that Um, I think it's 8 p.m on Monday and um, otherwise we'll see you again next Friday as well on Round the Table thank you for joining us